Scream 6 is directed by Matt Olpin and Tyler Gillette, written by James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick, and stars Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding, Courtney Cox, Hayden Panettiere, Dermot Moroni, Liana Liberto, Jack Champion, Devin Nakoda, Josh Segura, Samara Weaving, Tony Revolori, and of course, Roger L. Jackson as the voice of Ghostface. Following the latest Ghostface killings, the four survivors leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning and Scream 6, the latest chapter in this over 25 year long running franchise has now released. Now when it comes to the Scream series, I am a very much, very much a newer fan to this series. I've watched the first movie for the very first time just a couple of months ago, and I've been binging the franchise ever since. And I watched Scream, the fifth film, the 2022, Scream 5, just a couple of weeks ago. But since then, since I watched the first movie, this has been one of my most anticipated movies of the year because I've, I've just loved the way this franchise, well, firstly, I think by far the most consistent horror franchise I've ever seen, but I just love the way it's able to be a slasher franchise while still balancing the meta-commentary, the playing on the tropes of usual horror slashers at that. I love the way it's able to do that, and I love a lot of the legacy characters that have been returning for these movies and have continued to return. And all the sequels have been somewhat enjoyable. The only one that I think is below great, to be 100% honest with you, is Scream 3. And I think it's easily the weakest of this series. And I was really hoping Scream 6 would continue that trend and be another great sequel. I really liked Scream 5, and I liked that the whole creative team and a lot of the cast were returning, at least the surviving members. And now we have Scream 6, which is set in New York City. It's changing up a lot for this franchise, but does it deliver on what you want from a Scream movie, as well as bringing something new and fresh to the series? And I'm very happy to say that it absolutely does. I think this is another great entry into this very consistent franchise. It able to keep things it was able to keep things fresh, but also do and deliver exactly what a scream movie needs to, without ever, for me at least, feeling redundant. And I think the first thing you have to talk about with that is the NYC sitting setting we have. They use New York City actually a bit more than I was expecting to the advantage of the set pieces they were able to have. There's unique aspects of an urban life that we've never really had in a Scream movie that have set up some horrific sequences. And this film definitely takes advantage of a few, a few of those, particularly one in a bodega, which has been marketed heavily, which I was a big fan of, although it was a lot shorter than I was expecting, and a subway sequence, which was a lot better than even I was expecting, even though it already looked cool from the trailers. And the way they were able to build suspense and tension in those moments, I thought was really cool. And I love the way they used the city of New York to that. I know a lot of people are really excited to see how they use New York, and I'm sure that people say they were disappointed that there wasn't more usage of that city in particular and what's unique about it. I did not expect them to take it to the degree that they actually took it to. And I think even differences just such as the apartments that the characters are in were enough to make this the setting and feel of this movie different. Next up, we have the returning and not returning characters that make give this movie a bit of a different vibe. And the tone I think is slightly different from the previous movies, and I'll talk about that in just a second. 
And I think it's also pretty definitive that this features by far the most vicious ghost face inside the entire franchise so far. A lot of the kills and murders are a lot more up close. They're more brutal than I think they've ever been. And Ghostface himself, there is a ferocity and an efficiency to the way he gets rid of people in this movie. But even more than that, the more, more of an impatient element that leads to a lot quicker kills in some ways, but also a lot more drawn out and more up close. In this movie, there aren't as many, I feel like, drawn out sequences where Ghostface is kind of just hanging about. There are a lot more straight to the point. And I think it really works in this particular movie because of set being set in New York. And you can't obviously be having this character around too quickly because there's cops everywhere. But there's also criminals and people everywhere. So I thought that made a lot of sense. But I think going off Ghostface, not only again, of course, Roger L. Jackson's great as the voice once again. I don't need to mention that. This film, I think, has my favorite opening scene since the original Scream. And I think has my favorite opening scene, period, of any movie released in the past couple of years. Because it is so effective at setting the tone and setting this unique feel and kind of subversion element to this movie that was so effective. And it kind of does a very surprising thing in it. It's not as straightforward as it initially seemed. It threw me off multiple times. And I love the way it's set up and how it led into the title card. It might be one of my favorite transitions inside any of the screen movies. I love the way they did that. And there are at least multiple elements of the eventual revelations surrounding this version of Ghostface that genuinely shocked me and I did not see coming. And I'll, I'll touch on this a bit more in my negatives, but there was a lot that I really could not see coming. And there's quite a bit that you can't really even piece together. And I think having a mix of things that the audience can discover and can't is always what makes the most effective twist as long as it makes happened earlier in the movie better and I think this movie does indeed have that. The threat level feels increased but the tension I felt was also increased. I felt this installment was a bit more focused on building tension and suspense rather than being overtly horrifying like maybe even Scream 5 that I felt like had a bit more I feel like had a bit more traditional jump scares and more sequences drawn out to trick you into thinking there would be jump scares. I feel like there wasn't as much in there and I don't think this movie is features really any of the most terrifying scenes in the franchise, but it's consistently thrilling in my mind because of the way they're able to create many inventive set pieces that allow for tension to be built, that allow for you to be on the edge of your seat because you don't really know if Ghostface would be in a place like this or how he would be or how the characters would ever even know. And I love the way they were able to use New York to create some of the most inventive set pieces in the entire franchise. And going on some changes that this movie, that there is in this movie compared to other screen movies. Moreover, I also thought this installment of the franchise was a little less focused on being meta and commenting on the horror and even just movies in general, but has this different element that I really like. Now, when it comes to the meta-commentary, I don't think there was as much of an overall theme. It definitely wasn't as clear, but I don't think that's a negative in this case because, well, firstly, there's still a very fun monologue scene, which is actually one of my favorites in the whole franchise. But I think it works enough as a nice continuation from where they went in 5. And along with the meta-commentary, I think this movie's one of the funnier movies in the franchise. Now, you are missing David Arquette's Dewey, and I think there are a few less 
funny moments because he's not there and the goofiness of his character isn't there. But there's a really nice steady pace to the humor that I really appreciated. Never undercut tension. It was never too overbearing, but there are a lot of really funny lines and there's some really nice punch lines to those jokes in the third act that I didn't expect, but not in the way of you'd see like a comedy. And I thought that was really interesting with it. There was a bit more commentary on like just more social commentary as a whole there's a bit about true crime culture and another element in there in the third act that I definitely don't want to mention because I think that would be overtly spoiling things but I really like this new added element that they put in put in there another thing I really like that this movie referenced all of the previous movies and had callbacks to every one of the scream sequels you've seen kind of the ghost face shrine in the trailers that has some really great moments some really great character moments in there but also some really great Easter eggs, I think, for fans of this franchise. But I also really appreciate that this movie felt more like a direct sequel to the last year's Scream than the first Scream movie. I think there could definitely be an argument to be made that all of the previous Scream movies felt more like sequels to the first movie than sequels to the last sequel. This movie really feels like the first Scream sequel that's following on from what happened in the last movie. And the ramifications of that really has effects on this movie. And more specifically, the characters here. I think Sam and Tara are two very good leads for this new series of Scream movies. I particularly think Samantha Carpenter is a really great lead because I think... I love how she's different from the previous leads in the franchise. I think she stands out the most in terms of lead characters, surviving characters in this series. Because she has this insane and nutty side to her because she's from a generation of serial killers with Billy Loomis, her dad, but also her grandmother from Scream 2, who was Ghostface in that film. And there's obviously a lot of lineage to, um, from, from this character to build upon. And I love the way they don't censor what how she was in the last movie. She still has an insane side. She's still dealing with what she did in that movie and how vicious she got, and how you know brutal her kill, her how brutal she was when she killed Richie. And I love that this movie deals with that. And I like that this movie felt more character driven and emotional when it needed to be than any of the previous movies, in my opinion. I think this was probably the most character focused. And I think Tara, played by Jenna Ortega, who's been absolutely on fire in the past year, I thought she was great in this film as well. And she got, I think she felt more like a co-lead than she did in the last movie, where she was very much a supporting character, partly because she was the usual opening kill. And this, this movie continues the story of that movie by having the core four as the reference in the movie, with um, Mindy and Chad, the two twins, and I think both are also very good characters. I think Mindy had a lot more fun moments in Scream 5, and there weren't as many standout moments with her here. But Chad, I think, gets a lot more to do, and I liked him a lot more in this movie when I felt like he was underused in the last movie. I particularly liked the responses that these characters had to the events of Scream, Scream 5, but also how the outside world responded and how that's affecting the characters, particularly with Sam. And I thought it had actually a very realistic element to it that I definitely didn't expect going in. And speaking of the characters, I think this movie did a really nice job of keeping the legacy characters in the background and giving, but still giving them awesome franchise best moments. Gale in particular has at least two scenes, in my opinion, that has 
that might be her two best scenes in the whole franchise that I absolutely loved for completely different reasons. And obviously we have uh, Kirby coming back, which I'll talk about later. She is not as up in the forefront as our core four and the newer characters, but I liked the role she played for the most part, but I'll get into her a bit more later as well. And there's also some nice emotional loose ends from previous movies that I felt were tied up very well with the legacy characters here. Obviously, Sydney's not in the movie, but I actually think the movie works better because the film isn't forced to try and put her, put her in the movie. The cast as a whole is just very charismatic and entertaining to watch that I was definitely never bored. And I will say, going right along with that, this movie is pristinely paced. And this is one of my favorite things about the Scream franchise. They really do cut out all the fat and really just leave in what's needed for the characters, what's needed to build tension, what's needed to build up the mysteries and the plot they're telling. But, and they are so well-paced. Wes Craven is an absolute master at pacing movies and keeping them very tight. And I think these two directors, while they've made the two longest movies in the franchise, I think, also do a great job at that. Their stories are naturally a bit bigger. So these movie, these, this, movie, I, this movie definitely is the longest film inside the entire Scream franchise, but they do a great job. And the editors especially, I think, did a great job of stitching this movie together. And speaking of the directors, Matt Olpin and Tyler Gillette, I much prefer they put this movie together from a directorial standpoint. One of my least favorite things about Scream 2022 was that it just had this very flat and gray look to it that I thought made it look slightly cheap. They really upped their game with this movie. And it really felt like now that they made one, they felt comfortable. They were a lot more ambitious and felt like they could really do a lot more interesting things with the visuals. And even the way the music cues came in and the way scenes were lit, I loved the look of this movie. And there's one particular scene in a subway and obviously one in a bodega, which are the main scenes that I think they advanced in New York setting. I love the way those two sequences in particular are just contradictions of each other. And the way they're lit. And there's kind of this cat and mouse game throughout. And I thought the set pieces in the back half of the movie were especially well choreographed. Compared to Scream 5, which I thought had very unambitious Ghostface set pieces. Like a lot of the rest of this franchise, it's not really the appeal of these movies. But I think they did a great job in this movie of having that. So all in all, Scream 6 is very much is another great sequel in this franchise. It will not disappoint longtime fans. But it also introduces a lot new that I really appreciate. We do have a few issues too, so let's get into the criticisms here. By far my biggest issue with this movie, unfortunately, is that it just strained way too much credibility. Now when it comes to Scream, even if you love the franchise as much as me, I think you have to admit that there are sequences in these movies that go way too far in terms of just not be not making any sense logically and realistically just are so detached from reality in terms of characters surviving things that they absolutely should not survive there have been moments i would say one or two in at least every scream sequel that have made me felt that way but i've never minded it i'm also someone who really doesn't like when people stick too much of their arguments and not like movies because they're so unrealistic because you have to suspend your disbelief i personally think to make a great story sacrifices have to be made and i don't think movies should be so like stripped down because of having that much restraint on them 
but this film has almost no restraints. Characters are stabbed left, right, and center. Like, just there's one character in particular who's just stabbed everywhere and end up surviving. And I just was so confused. Like, so many, there are so many moments in this movie where characters, you think they're dead because of how many times they've been stabbed, but they just continue going as if nothing's happened. And I felt like, because of that, it felt like they were almost a bit more afraid this time to hurt some of the characters, which I thought was weird considering what happens in Scream 5. It felt like they were a bit more, they felt a bit more restricted. I don't know if it was a studio mandate, but it felt like the stakes, because of how, how invincible and how, how much plot armor every one of the characters had, wasn't as high and in Scream 5, in my personal opinion. And I think the other aspect of this movie that just strains way too much credibility for me is Ghostface straight up being in crowds and urban settings and committing murder without anyone noticing. I've never had this particular problem in the Scream franchise, even though I know some people have mentioned it before, like Ghostface being in broad daylight. That, to me, coincidentally, can happen a lot. But when it comes to this movie, there is just no way that nobody in nobody in the movie is noticing some of the things that Ghostface is doing. And when it comes to the characters and all that, I was personally slightly disappointed by the use of Kirby. Now, I know that I just mentioned how I liked the way the legacy character in the background, but Kirby's a character we've only been with for one movie in Scream 4, and she was one of the best parts of that movie. And I felt like because of the way they took her character, which I liked when she was initially introduced, we didn't get as much of the Kirby that we loved from Scream 4 as I expected. I know it's been almost double her life since we've seen her, but it felt like there was something missing, but I thought Hayden Panettiere did a good job. I think it was a script thing, and speaking of the script, just like the last Scream movie, some of the dialogue in these latest two Scream movies are not good. There, it gets very cheesy and really cliche, and this is definitely something I noticed a lot in the last Scream movie, and I don't think it was as much of a problem here, but I think it's not helped by the fact that I think this movie has a few genuinely weak performances. While everyone in the cast is charismatic, there's one performance in particular from um, by uh, Dermot Mulroney, who plays the detective in the film, which I thought his performance was completely out of sync with the movie. And I was really disappointed that we had such a noticeable, weak performance in this film. And going along with that, I thought the new side characters in general were a pretty underwhelming bunch. And my last thing that I'll mention is that I think the red herrings in this movie really didn't work. I think in terms of this has the most, in my opinion, predictable elements of the final act. Again, it has some very thin things that there's just are very hard to piece together, but there is at least one part of what happens towards the end of this movie that I called within like eight minutes of the movie, and I was really disappointed the way they handled that and how obvious it was. Like the way certain characters are performed and the certain way they're staged, it just was so obvious to me that they were clearly, clearly knew more a lot more, a lot more than they were actually letting on. I was a bit disappointed at how much they let on to the audience but I will say I thought Scream 5 still definitely has the most predictable kind of killer reveal and I don't think this movie quite takes the cake in that regard 
All in all, though, Scream 6 is another great entry into the Scream franchise. It keeps things fresh, but delivers exactly what you want from a Scream movie without ever feeling redundant. This movie features the most vicious and threatening ghost face in the entire franchise, and is a lot more focused on building tension with some very creative new set pieces. I loved that this film had some a bit of cultural commentary, social commentary in it, on to true crime, but still has a great monologue scene. And I liked the way it was a continuation from last year's screen, with some with us being introduced to the characters in those movies that I really grew to love here. And the core four are fantastic. Sam is a great new lead, and I can't wait to see more screen movies with her in it. And I really liked the responses of these characters to the events in that movie. There's definitely a more character-driven and emotional movie as a whole in my opinion and i think this movie also did a great job of being a lot more ambitious from a directorial and editing standpoint which made this movie stand out in the franchise more partly of that i'm sure is the nyc setting but this movie really does strain a lot of credibility and some of the dialogue is not good i'm gonna give scream 6 a b plus so for fans of the franchise, this is one that you need to go see immediately if you've been a fan of Scream for a long time, or you've recently been a fan, you've seen all the movies, go see this film right now. There's a lot that can be spoiled and a lot that I think you'll really want to experience with a crowd on opening weekend. But if you're a casual fan, you've never seen any Scream movie, I don't think this is a very good entry point. So I recommend you go back and watch all the Scream movies, and as soon as you're done with that, make sure to go check this one out in theaters because it's a blast, and I hope you have as, fun, as much fun with the movie as I did. Thank you guys so much for listening. Catch you all next time. Bye-bye.